Bless God. Well, it's good to be here this afternoon. I actually tried to get Chris to take my my time this because I, I felt like he just needed to share more. And, and then and then I came and I left and I missed him. So I don't I don't know, I don't know what that. I got I got you, I got you. Okay. Well, I want to just speak a little bit on. Um, on faith, but it's but it has to do with freedom, freedom and faith. We we can't be free without faith, right? We, we all know that. And some of this, I, I feel like kind of like um like some of you all ought to be up here. That's the same way I feel every time I hear Robert. Man, that guy just goes and goes and goes and goes in the depth and the. Uh, it's just I, it's amazing, pretty amazing. He's, he's spent a, a couple of hours a week probably studying, praying, wouldn't you say? I'm being, I'm being facetious. He spent a lot more than that. <laughs> but that is, that is awesome. Um, and uh, I aspire to, to have all that inside of me someday. You know, you, you realize it, it's it, that, that pastors and teachers, that, you know, we... we we, we are supposed to operate, you know, in the Spirit, under the anointing. But, you know, the Holy Spirit also has to have things to work with, right? So, so you've got to put it in, right? So, I mean, He does give us revelation, and he'll, and he'll give us words to say. I mean, it happens to me. It actually happened to me this afternoon when I was going through my notes. I was like, God spoke a couple things to me, and I wrote them in my notes, and and, you know, so he does that thing. He just does it out of his goodness. I'll just call it that, right? Because he loves us and he wants us to know some things. But, but, but it, takes, it takes a lot of time and effort and discipline and diligence to, to get there. And, and, um, and when, you're, when you're called... I believe that, that if you've you got a willing heart, now, now you are the called too, okay? But just not maybe called here, right? So whatever he calls you to, you must be willing to accept that. And, do, and then do your diligence in that in which he's called you. If, if you're a salesman, do it with excellence, right? Salesman, person? And, and, he, and he'll allow you, he'll allow you to, to understand people as a salesman. He'll give you a spirit-filled sales. I'm telling you, I, I talked about a watchman here, I don't know when it was, a couple weeks ago on a Wednesday. And, and you know, if I, was, I was a, uh, if I was in the business and I, had, and I, uh, I contracted watchmen out, I would want a spirit-filled watchman, right? The Old Testament watchmen weren't spirit-filled, right? People in the, in the Old Testament weren't spirit-filled. Now, the spirit would come upon the prophets and, and the kings sometimes, right? King David and, and, and all the prophets, and the spirit would come upon them, but they weren't filled with the spirit. And so uh, a spirit, can you imagine what a spirit-filled watchman would have been able to accomplish and see? Because... With the Holy Spirit, we have spiritual eyes. We now have spiritual eyes to see things that we can never see in the natural. And if I was a, a guy that contracted out watchmen, I would be I would be looking for that spirit-filled 
on the resume. Say, that's the guy I want. Anyway, so that has nothing to do with uh, free freedom. Hebrews 10, 11 through 18 says, Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never, can never, can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, and from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he, Jesus Christ, has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. You and me. You and me. The Holy Spirit also witnesses to us after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. If, you're, if you are making an offering of any kind for your sin, if you're trying to do penance for your sins, you're barking up the wrong tree. You cannot. You cannot make things up to God. His forgiveness is complete and it is sure. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. And because He was, you and I never have to strive to be good enough. You know what I'm saying, right? The Pharisees thought they were good enough. Is that back what Robert referred to a couple times? The religion. The, the, religious, the religious people will come to you and say, you're not good enough for our club. You're not good enough to be a deacon. I had, I had a cousin that, that was a preschool director at a church. I will not say where uh, or how long ago or anything. And they, they replaced her. And you know what they told her? Now, I don't know if this was the exact words, but this is, what, this is exactly what she told me. She wasn't religious enough to be their preschool director. Hmm, I'll be darned. I'd be, I would be honored to get fired from that, from that position. <laughs> you got to go, dude. You're not religious enough. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. A religion is alive and well on planet Earth and in Tonganoxie, Kansas. So, none of us, and we all know this, okay, this is, this is like basic. None of us can be good enough. We can't be pure enough. We can't be holy enough. We can't be true enough. We can't be honest enough. We can't be enough of anything to come to God on our own merit. It's not going to happen. Like I said, we all know this, but it, it, it's not going to happen. And, and I love what Robert said about repentance. I've, I've, I had a guy that I worked with, and, and he was always worried every day, almost every day he was worried about what sin he committed. And I would be like, Jason, no, you, you, you don't, if, if you have to keep asking God what you did wrong that day to repent of it, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you're tracking right. 
I really don't. You got the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit let, reminds us, right? He convicts us of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. He convicts us of our sin. If we mess up, if we're, if we're going the wrong direction, if, 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 if we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit convicts us of that sin, and that's when we need to repent. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, that if you have an extra tender heart, you, you see what I'm saying? L listen, err on, the side of, err on the side of repentance, okay? If, does that make sense? But, but everything, we, 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 we do not have to inspect our lives 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and be walking on the eggshells thinking that, that we didn't repent of something. That is no way to live. Because we have freedom in Christ. Christ has set us free from the law of sin and of death. We are free. We are free men, free women. Well, what a feeling that is. And, and I didn't even include love in this message, which is unusual nowadays. Uh, but but the, the freedom that we can have when we understand the love of God, that's a whole different subject. But, but, it, but it, that's a freeing thing. Free. Free. I love being free. Hebrews 10.14 again. Verse 14. By one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Jesus finished his work. We don't have any of that work to do. I love how David said it in, in Psalm 51. He understood, he understood what God wanted, right? Uh, the, the, he goes, God, I know that, I'm not, I'm not going to say this exactly, but this is Doug's paraphrase. God, you know. I, or I know that, that you don't want me. You don't want the sacrifice of bulls and, and oxen. That's not what you want. A broken and contrite heart, thou, that thing, God, a broken and contrite heart before you, you will not despise. That's what, that's what God wants from us. He doesn't, he doesn't need any of us making some kind of a sin sacrifice or, 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 or a, a sacrifice to Him because we thought we fell short the day before. He just wants us broken before Him. He wants us broken. God, I, 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 love, I, I love talking to broken people. Because, because God, I, honestly, I, God loves broken people. He loves, to, he loves to make broken people new. He, lo he loves it. He loves, I know that's part of His heart. Jesus finished that work, and, and, and each of us have now gained freedom from the bondage of sin. By grace we've been saved through faith, that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. It is a gift of God. It's a free, unmerited gift of God. Nothing to do. Nothing to do for us except go to Him and admit that we're a sinner, and come to Him in true repentance, and He has never rejected. As far as I know, He has never rejected anyone that's ever come to Him in true repentance. He will not, he will not reject a, a person that comes to him. The offering of Christ is forever sufficient for anyone to come to him in their shame, in their brokenness, in their confusion, in their hate, in their unforgiveness. Whatever that condition is, God says, Oh my heart. Oh, my heart. Can, can you, can, is, that sounds like something a mom would say. Oh, my heart. Come here. 
Let me make it better. Come here. Come and sit with me a while. I'll make all things new. Come. Come. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All of it. When I, I, I like... Um, I don't know. I don't know. Some of you, maybe not any of you, know George Flowers, and the guy's just a pistol. He's 96 now, and and, and he always he always used to tell me, Doug, you go out there and catch him. Let God clean him. Don't worry about cleaning him. You catch him. Let God clean him up. <laughs> it's one of his favorite sayings. I love that old guy. He's still going too. He is he is a neat dude. All right, so. I know I said this last night, but as a born-again believer, we've been made new. And we didn't have a divine makeover. It's not a makeover. It's not a remodel. We've been made new. Brand spanking new. Ephesians 4, 21 through 24 says, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct, put it off, Concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. Boy, when he does, when he does the job, he does it right. In true righteousness and holiness, God creates us anew. Again, it's not a restoration, something old, but it's made brand new. 2 Corinthians 5.17, you all know it. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You know, all things, the old things passed away, but you know, all things have become new. All things have become new in Christ Jesus. And, and, and some people, I, I think they have a really hard time saying that. I'm, I'm not going to do what I did last night. I talked about uh, that, that new, new creation. You you got the idea, or the ones who were here. But God is able. God is able. You know, I titled this message, I put a title on it, it's free, just freedom through faith. And, 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 you know, that's where, if you can't understand those things, if the, if the Word says it, then just accept it by faith. This whole life is by faith. Whatever is not from faith is what? Sin. And that, that was what the Word says. Am I, am I correct in that? Whatever is not from faith is sin. So we live this life by faith. Now, now God has given us a lot of wonderful tools. He's used a lot of, a lot of wonderful men and women to, to write books and, and experience stuff and, and to explain things. We have a wealth of information out there. So there's no reason why if you don't understand something, we can't delve into that and try to and find the answer. You ask the Holy Spirit. And you do some old, uh, some of your own study? Bingo. I, I don't believe there's anything. See, God, God has not hidden anything from us anymore in Christ. The, those things that, that were sealed, that were mysteries before. Now, now that's not saying that, that, that we will completely understand the sovereignty of God and how God really, really works. That there, there are some mysteries that we'll know, but but the revealed, the word of God has been revealed, and it's an open book to us, and we have the Holy Spirit. God is not hiding, is not hiding revelation from us. 
He's not hiding this from us anymore. Um, there, there is no veil over us. No longer. All right. Many, many Christians, I believe, are held in bondage because they are still trying to understand the things of God with their head. I, I, it, that's that's a bondage. When you when you think you can figure it out with your head, you're setting yourself up for for um, for frustration, big time. When you think you can understand God, understand the Word of God in here. You're 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 going to be frustrated, um, and you're you're more likely going to get on the wrong trail because the enemy will deceive you. But it goes it goes here, it goes here. It's got to go here. It's got to settle in. I, I've said before, it's got to settle into the deep places right here, and become real to each of us. The our natural tendency is to is just to believe what we can see and what we can hear, what we can touch, what we can feel, to use our senses, right? But God is a supernatural God. And, and He does it. Yes, He deals with us in the natural, but He's a supernatural God. And we must... Uh, the Word says, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Um, also, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, the life that you now live, you live by faith in the Son of God, who loved you and delivered himself up for you. This whole thing, this whole thing is by faith. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, He made him to be sin. Do you understand that? How God could make Jesus Christ sin on our behalf? I, I don't I don't get that, but I, I accept that by faith. I've studied that before and and I and I I, I don't really understand it. How how that can happen. Can I be honest? I don't get it. But by faith, I know that's what God did. How could the Son of Man become sin for us? I don't know. Maybe you do. And and uh, again, just there are some things in, in the word that are just amazing. We take it by faith. All right. So each one of us can do this, but we must do it together. Again, that idea of unity. No man is an island, right? We need one another. We need one another. We need brothers and sisters in Christ. We, we need teachers. We need, we, we need pastors. We need evangelists. We need those who, who operate in the gifts of the Spirit. We need all of that collectively to be, to be uh, the body of Christ as God has intended. We need one another. We, we can live. We can live, though, as God has called us to live in this fallen world. If... We're submitted to God and submitted to one another. God wants us to live not just for ourselves, but for one another. Romans, or, uh, yeah, Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. A living sacrifice. You, it, Y'all, we all know what that means, right? A, a show of hands. 
How many of we? No, I'm just kidding. Please don't. Please don't. Listen, that that is a big deal. That the offering your body as a living sacrifice. Are you willing? Are you? Are are we willing to throw our bodies on the altar of service before God and just give it all away? Give our lives away. That's what God calls us to. He says, no, if, if you want to if you want to lose, you want to gain your life, then lose it for my sake and the gospel's sake. He said, he said, he said, give it all to me. Don't hold anything back, but give it all to me. The, the rich man or the rich young ruler, right? He had these riches. You, do you know, do you know, Jesus didn't want his stuff. Right? We all know that. Jesus didn't want his stuff. He wanted his heart. Because he knew if he, could, if he could part from that stuff that he was in love with, he would be in love with Jesus. He would fall in love with Jesus. Or he would love Jesus so much that it wouldn't matter if he didn't have it anymore. He wants all of us. We have the privilege... Also, with the freedom that we have in Christ, we have the privilege. Now, I put down three things, three more. We have the privilege, we have the honor, we have the freedom, and we have the favor to come boldly to the throne of grace. So I think all those words fit in there. We, we have the honor to come to the throne of grace. We have the freedom to come to the throne of grace. We have favor with God that we can come to the throne, the very throne of grace. Do we, do we, do we really understand how big a deal that is? That veil was torn in two, and now we have access to the very throne room of God. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, God doesn't rest. He, do, he doesn't take vacations to the Caribbean. He doesn't do any of that. He doesn't, take, he doesn't even take a vacation to like Mars or Venus. I, um, you, you get the idea. He is available to us constantly. What an honor that is. What, think about it. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The, the, the Creator God. The, the one who rules the nations. And like, and like the, the, the Scripture said earlier, Jesus is at the right hand of God waiting for His enemies to become His footstool. All of his enemies, that, that's just what He's going to rest His feet on. Everything is in subjection to Him. And we, the Kevins and the Jims and the Sallies and the, and the Bobs and everybody else, has access to that King. To the Father. The King of glory. Strong and mighty. Hallelujah. I just, I just get all excited when I think about that. Hebrews 10, 9-22 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which He consecrated for us, for you and I, for His kids, by a new and living way, which He consecrated for us, through the veil, that is His flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near in full assurance with a heart of faith, with our heart of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, we get, we get to go in full assurance of faith to the King, the glorious one, the mighty one. 
And how do we draw near? We draw near by faith. You can't, we can't do it any other way. We draw near by faith. In full assurance of faith. We can have, and how do we have the full assurance of faith? By the Word of God. That's it. If you met a stranger on the road, you know, and say you're, you don't know anything about the Scripture, and, and, and the guy comes up to you and he goes, hey, uh, we can talk to God. Would you, would you, would you, you'd probably say, get out of my face, man. Just go away from me. But we, we get to talk to God. Anytime. With, 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 with an assurance from Jesus. I, I, I read in uh, John 15, I actually, you know what, I actually put that in my notes. Um, let, let me read that real quick. Um, John 15, 16. I, I read it several times. You'd think I'd remember it. Um, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give it to you. That is the Word of God. That's, that's for you and me. Not for, not for the pastor. Not for your... Not for your mother-in-law, for you and me, all of us. Part of, part of that love gift to us is Jesus gave us His name. Jesus, Jesus gave us His name to use to the Father, for the Father. Hey, you know what? You need something? You need something from the Father? Use my name. He gave us His name. He gave us His name to use, to go to the Father. Whatever you ask, go to the Father. Hey, you, you know you're, you're going to bear fruit. We want you to bear. You need to bear fruit. And if you're abiding me, you will bear fruit. And guess what? You get another bonus. You can go to the Father and say, "Whatever you ask in my name, He's going to do it for you." That's exciting. That's exciting to to know that we have that relationship with Jesus Christ and the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, use my name. Hallelujah. That, that, is, that is wonderful. Do you, do you think that God honors our faith? Big time. He loves it. As a matter of fact, Hebrews eleven six. without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to Him must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Don't let, don't let anybody ever talk you out of, 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 of uh, God being a one who gives us rewards. It says right there, he's a rewarder of, of those who diligently seek him, who seek after him. God says, I'm going to reward you. I love you. I love you chasing after me because I'm chasing after you. And boy, that's going to be a great collision of love when we meet. Bam! Isn't that awesome? That is so, that is so, so awesome. Now, I... <laughs> I wrote this in here, and, and I know this, I don't know everybody in this crowd, okay, but it's a small crowd, but I, I know most of you, and some of you really well. But, but I, I just wrote this down, and, and I don't know, I'm going to say it. If we are those who are fighting an all-out war for our freedom in this country, and not fighting for the souls of our neighbors, our priorities are way out of order. See, I, I love my freedom. 
I don't know who all in here is a veteran. But I know Chris is, and and I mean I I have veterans in my family, and and oh Mark is too, and 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 many men have fought and died for freedom, but yet as a Christian, as a believer, my first priority should be the freedom of souls. That, that should be my top priority. You, you can do both. I believe you can do both, and you probably do both well. But our first priority is our neighbor's souls, our sons and daughters, is our, is, is our, our neighbor, whoever our, their neighbor may be. Our neighbor at Walmart, at Kohl's, or, or at the wherever that is. That is our first priority. We need to fight for their freedom, for the freedom of their souls. We, we wage war in intercession in the heavenlies for the souls of our neighbors. And we should put more effort into that than we do marching for freedom at the State House. Okay, so we have access to the Father. We get to draw near with the full assurance of faith. But our drawing near to God isn't about us. It's not all about us. Yes, God wants a close, intimate relationship with each one of us. And, and, and as a believer, I, I, hope, I hope that is your heart too, to have an intimate relationship with the Father and an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and an intimate relation, relationship with Jesus Christ. But it's for others also. Because as we draw closer to God, as He changes us, as He, as he, as he puts... Um, as he puts uh, the, as He changes our hearts and, and, and gives us a concern, a burden for the, for the lost and the dying in this world, that that's why, do you know that's, yeah, He, he loves us and He loves us individually, but He want, expects us to go out and do something. It, it, the, the stuff He does for us, I, I, lo I love... I love saying this, whether it's finances or whether it's spiritual blessings, whatever those blessings are, those blessings are not for accumulation. They're for participation. They're, they're not to accumulate and, 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 and build another storehouse and then build another storehouse. And then, well, I got so much money, I got to open up another bank account. Well, I've never had that problem. But, but it, is, it is not to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate to pile up, it is for participation in the kingdom of God. Your spiritual blessings and your material blessings. And some people I've, that I've known, you know, most of the time, most of the time that people that are really givers, they're never going to tell you that they're a giver. Right? Because God's done a work in their heart. And they're, and they're able to give out of the abundance, not, not necessarily the abundance of their possessions, but, it, but it's out of the abundance of the heart first that allows them, allows them to give out of the abundance of their possessions. So whether it's spiritual or material blessings, it's, it's not to accumulate and, and get plaques and hang on the wall or, or to, to use your calculator every week, see how much you got is to participate in the kingdom of God. Right. Obviously, drawing near and growing in our relationship to God will allow us to have influence on those around us. And 
one of the benefits of drawing near to God and doing it consistently, we get to hear His voice. The voice of God. That still small voice. I tell you what, there's nothing like it. There are people, I've, been, I've, I've had people tell me that they don't hear of God. And, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't, I'm not going to be critical, but you've got to spend some time with Him. You want to hear His voice? Spend some time with Him. That's the only way you're going to do it. Practice makes perfect. You realize, you realize that's, that is not a religious word? It may be religious to you. It's not a religious word. We exercise our faith, right? We exercise ourselves, it says in Timothy, unto godliness. And it says that godliness, uh, godliness is profitable for all things. We exercise ourselves unto godliness. We practice at it. We, 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 we move toward it. We do everything to live a godly life. We, we, can't just, we can't just get on our knees once a day for a few minutes and pray to God to make us godly and make us pure. Well, we, we're already pure before God. But, but to, to, to change us without ever doing anything. Because all of us know, all of us know, right? Good intentions. I've had such good intentions before and fallen flat on my face. But you know what? That is, that is not a justification to quit. Keep trying. Keep moving. Keep moving forward. Keep drawing near to God. Hunger and thirst for righteousness and you will be filled. Seek me and, seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. It takes diligence. It takes practice. It takes that word I used last night. Be relentless at seeking after God. You'll find Him. And He'll let you hear His voice. Ask God for an ear to hear that still small voice. Alright. John 10.27 says, My sheep... This is, a, this is like, a, like an absolute statement. This is, this is a statement of fact from Jesus Christ Himself. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. That is not to bring condemnation on anyone that, that, that says they, they haven't heard His voice. God is speaking to you. If you're a believer, God is speaking to you. His voice is there. We just have to train the ear to hear it. He, he's not... Are there times when God, I, I think, you know, maybe draws a little farther away? It seems to us. So His voice is stronger sometimes, but it's only because our hearing is less. His voice really doesn't change. Now, does God do some sovereign things just out of a need or because He wants to? Yeah, God can do whatever He, whatever he wants. And He can get our attention. But if we train our ear to hear that still small voice, uh, to me it's one, it's one of the thrills. I, 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 that may sound silly. It's one of the thrills I have as a believer. I mean, I'm just thrilled to no end. Hearing God. You talk, that's another one of, those, one of those big deals of being a child of God. 
to hear the voice of Almighty God. Wow. What a, what a privilege. What a privilege we have. All right. So as we draw near to God, we also become more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That allows us to become less self-focused and more focused on other people because what? The Holy Spirit is going to lead us to, to be a servant, to, to help, to see the needs of others around us that, that other people normally won't see. That, that I, I've, heard, I've heard Kevin, my brother Kevin here, testify that, you know, that he's seen somebody and just knew he just knew that God was sending him to go talk to that person. He didn't see the guy necessarily with a flat tire or, or, or whatever, or having a medical emergency. Might be just walking across the parking lot. And the Holy Spirit, because he's trained, he's exercised his senses, and he hears that, that unction. He gets that unction from God and goes and says, hey, and leads him to Christ. Or just encourages them. See, God wants to use us all. Maybe not exactly like that, but He wants to use us all in our everyday lives. He who is greatest among you shall be your servant. Do you want to be regarded as great in the kingdom of God? I, I know most of us go, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay right where I'm at. I, I just want to be, I just want to be a, 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 just a little, little flake in the, in the sea of wheat. Okay, come on, come on. Just, just ask him, God, would you refine? You can phrase it this way, God, would you refine me, and make me great in your kingdom? Then it's not you, right? Then you don't have to like act all humble. You can just. Say, God, would you secretly make me great in your kingdom? Show me where I can serve. Ask God. Ask God for that heart of a servant. Ask Him for the opportunities to, to be used as a servant. You know, you know, a servant isn't the guy always mopping. Yeah, that's a servant. But that doesn't mean you're always going to have the mop. You may, you may need to have the mop in that, in that growth, right? To be maybe in for humility, I don't. I don't know. But ask God. Ask God for those opportunities. He He loves that kind of heart. He loves that heart. You talk about okay. I'm, I know. I know. We all know it, Pat and Chris. We all know it. Servants. Servants. Listen, I'm like 63 years old. And there is no way, no way I could have worked that many hours. You guys, you, you, know, you know God has sustained you. And you still got a smile on your face. <laughs> Thank you for serving God and serving this community. Yes, we appreciate it so much. So much. And I'm not saying that just because I get to preach. But we do appreciate it because this is this is a start of something great. Yeah, thank God, thank God that He has servants. All right, Jesus said, and I already um, no, maybe I didn't. Uh, maybe I did say this scripture already. I don't know. 
Matthew 20, 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. So exercise your faith, because it'll take faith to give your life away. It goes against, it goes against our natural tendencies. It goes against our flesh to offer to give our lives away. Doesn't it? Our flesh don't like that. Our flesh, our flesh wants to watch the football game instead of going and, and, and cleaning somebody's yard for them. Our, our flesh wants to go out to dinner instead of putting a hundred chairs away and picking up equipment and all that stuff that has to be done tonight, right? And maybe in the rain. <laughs> but when we serve God, it requires work, but what does it do here? It fills our heart, and it pleases Him, and it pleases our King. Give your life away. Allow God full access, full access to your heart. All the way, all the way. Not part, not part of your heart. All of it, all of it. So, you know, some of these things preachers say is like easier said than done, right? And I acknowledge that because I'm with you. I'm just a regular person just like you all. If you haven't noticed. Matter of fact, I'm pretty subpar. <laughs> but praise God. He, he, takes, he takes the foolish things <laughs> and uses them for His glory. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But you know what? We give our life away. There will be a life of freedom and adventure that not many people can relate to. You, you, you think I'm kidding, don't you? No, you don't. But seriously. I, one, Joyce, Joyce loves, this is one thing Joyce loves about me. It's my song selection. Not, not really. When, when we got married, or before we got married, she's planning a wedding. And, and I don't know, she was... No, I don't. I don't remember where she was looking. What are you doing? I'm trying. I can't find a song to use for the exit. The exit song. I said, "What is that?" You know, I'm just a guy. I don't know nothing about a wedding. The exit song. You know, when you walk. Oh, when you walk out. The exit song. I said, "Well, I got that." And she goes, "What?" I said, "Well, that's that Stephen Curtis Chapman song. Saddle up your horses. We got a trail to blaze in the wild blue yonder of God's amazing grace." And you know what? She gave in. It wasn't even a fight. Saddle up your horses. We got a trail to blaze. That's an awesome song. I would sing the whole thing for you, but I forgot it. Um, but it's an awesome song. But so we call, we've, we've always called our life the adventure. So it became kind of a, not, you know, you would look at us and see us, and we're not like the adventurous couple. But yet, God does have us on an adventure. And it has been wonderful. But it's always wonderful with God. Even through the hardship. Even through the pain. Even, even all, all that. All of that is still the most wonderful adventure we can ever go on. And, and some of us Christians go around with a sour face and we're critical. And, and, the, and you want the world to have what we have. Well, no wonder they don't want it. Do we go through this adventure with joy 
and gladness in our heart. With, with, a, with a heart that's thankful and grateful to God that He pulled us out of the miry muck and the junk of, of the world and set us on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. God is so good. He's so good. He is so good. And speaking of that, we get to choose. Every day we get to choose. I don't think there's any unbelievers in here that, that I know of, but... But we get to choose. And it, but it goes, it goes the same with an unbeliever or a believer. We get to choose how we live. We can either choose to stay in that miry muck and, of life and, and do the things that the world does with, 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 the, uh, with the disappointments and the disillusionment and, and the hangovers and the, and the whatever else. All of, all of us know there's a lot of junk, okay, that you can get yourself into. Or we can choose to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It doesn't make everything in life perfect. But his, the hope we have in Him is a living, eternal hope. The hope of forever. The guarantee of forever. With Jesus Christ. And I am thankful that you all have chosen that direction for your life. But those choices are always, we, we make those choices by faith too, to follow Him. It's a faith, it's a faith adventure. Because we don't always know what tomorrow's going to bring. But we know that He holds the future. We know that He's got us. We know that He'll never leave us, nor will He forsake us. And His plans for us are life and blessing. Hebrews 10, 15 through 17. The Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. And he says, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. See, God's covenantal promise supersedes any man-made laws. There, there, is no, there is no law that can keep you from loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. There, there is no law against or, or that can keep you from forgiving one another even as, Christ, as God in Christ has forgiven you. No law. No law. The law of God that's written on our hearts supersedes any, 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 any man-made laws. There's no man-made law that can keep you from worshiping the Lord. You've all heard the testimonies, right, of, of men or women in prison that have found great freedom in Christ. And they don't even, many of them never even see the bars anymore because they have such freedom in Christ. And we, and we complain about the little things in life. And we act like we're in some kind of jail. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Free indeed. Free indeed. There is no man-made law that can keep you and I from walking in the Spirit so that we will not fulfill the desires of our flesh. We have a choice. Walk by faith or walk in the world. We have a choice every day. Every day we get to make the choice. We get to make the choice when we get up in the morning whether we're going to get grump or not. And if, and if the person you live with is usually a grump, 
my advice to you is just give him some space. Don't, don't try to talk him out of grumpy. That just makes some people grumpier. <laughs> but we do get a choice. No law can keep you and I from freedom in Christ Jesus. We have been set free. It is, it is a reality for us as believers. We are free. Free. 2 Timothy 8, or 2, 8 through 10, it says, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But listen to this, but the word of God is not chained. Hallelujah. The word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Jesus with eternal glory. Are you there? Are you willing? Are you willing to suffer all things and even be chained for the glory of God and for his people? Paul was. Paul was. See, the, the ruler of the world is the oppressor. He's the deceiver. And he wants to keep us in chains. He uses all kinds of things to try to chain us up. But we are not of those. We are not of those. What, what is Hebrews said that, that fall back into perdition, into destruction. But we keep believing God. And we keep trusting God no matter, no matter what. Because we are, we are the victors. We are the victors in this life as long as we're yoked together with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. As darkness pervades the society, the light of the gospel shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Every day we get up, we have the opportunity to proclaim the goodness of God in word and in deed. God is good. God is good. I, I, I used to have guys at work ask me, well, I'm so happy. I said, well, you'd be as happy as me if you knew the freedom in Christ that I have. God is, God is good. God is good. We can shout the victor's song that death and sin are defeated foes and Jesus Christ is Lord of all. But we're, we're not of those who are shackled by lust, by unforgiveness, by uh, we're not a slave to sin, we're not given over to pleasure anymore, and, and we're no longer captured by the cares of the world. We can fall into that trap, but it's a choice that we make every day. We don't have to be. We've been set free. We have been set free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's liberty. There's freedom. God has given it to us. Whether you're, believe, whether you're a believer, bound by a sin that just keeps grabbing hold of your heel, or an unbeliever, Jesus is here. Not in condemnation. He's not shaking His finger. He's not angry. He's here in love. And His offer for forgiveness and freedom is always before us. His offer. His offer is always there. Every day. Every moment of the day. Galatians 5.1 And this will be the end. So stand fast therefore in the liberty 
by which Christ has set us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of slavery. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that you have set us free. God, that, 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 it, is, that, is, that it is real. As we're sitting in this place, Father, that, that, that we, we have experienced and continue to experience the freedom that we have in Christ. And Father, as, as it said there in Galatians, to not be entangled again with the yoke of slavery, Father, help us. Help us. If there is, a, if there is a, even a, a slightest bit of a yoke slipping around anyone's neck here today, Father, I pray that they would, they would come to me or come to a brother or sister in Christ for prayer and, and for encouragement, Lord. Because, God, you know us, that, that, that we are but dust, and, and you formed us, Lord, and, and you, know, you know our frame, Lord. You know our tendencies. You know all about us, Father. So, so Father, help us. Help us every day to go to Your Word, to go to You when we're having those when we're having those times that try, trying to pull us back into, that, into, into being slaves of whatever sin that might be. Father, thank You for the work of the cross, for the finished work of the cross. We thank You for Your freedom. We thank You for Your love and that grace and mercy. We thank You for the privilege of being here today proclaiming Your Word and growing in our understanding of You, Lord. God, we love You and we honor You today. Be glorified in each of our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen.